This is the Blood Doctor Show on a Tuesday morning. And right now, we're just going to dive in because I had all of the alcohol yesterday and all of the weed because I was concerned I had appendicitis and I was on one and we decided to go in on one with my man Slims and yeah, we went at it. We, we just went at it and there's really no need to lead you into this one because we crushed all the topics and it ruled and let's just do it and uh, let's fucking have a blast. Just keep in mind the uh, podcast was recorded during the Hawks 76ers and Clippers jazz game last night so there's some discussion of those but not a ton of them just a little bit we hit on them as they went and uh, we covered everything else in the NBA right now. Oh boy, let's do it. So joining me now is, you know what? You're going to get, I'm going to give you friend of the show status, favorite friend of the show status, and just favorite <laughs> hot take status from the overtime show with B&T. It is B, Brandon, what up? How are you doing? What up, what up? Thank you for having me. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. You I'm know great that- to be here. Well, not so great, but you know, <laughs> well, uh, I- we move. I owe you what, like, I'm. we're like a week or two overdue. Because here's the thing. I have to own up first. I'm going to own up first. Because you came here. You came on this show. And with me staring directly at you on this webcam and you seeing all the fear in my eyes, you picked the suns. So you did it. So you came right here and you, you acquiesced to the fear of the 300-pound that is me. The 300-pound man, I mean. <laughs> so now, so I got I to gotta be honest. Because you and I had a scheduled podcast after game three of Lakers Suns. And the minute yes, that game ended, the minute that game ended, you DM'd me and you were like, So when are we recording? And I was like, in my feelings, <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm not fucking recording after this bullshit. <laughs> Dude, I was, I have to acknowledge, I was in my feelings because I was. I'm not gonna record. I'm upset. I was, I was full scale in my feelings, loser mode. It has to be acknowledged. I was angry. I was like, and the officials, and the officiating, and the way the officials officiated the officiating. I, I have to acknowledge, I was awful. So we had a scheduled podcast, and I said no. Because I'm in full bitch mode right now. I'm being a whiny man and I'm not doing it. And now we're here after the sun sweep the nuggets. So I'm bringing you back after everything has gone wonderfully for the sun. So I have to apologize to you, sir, because I, I owed <laughs> you a man up moment and I did not do it. But I believe that you DM'd me after that game and we're talking about how the series was over and a gentleman sweep and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just curious. How do you feel now? (laughs) Uh, I I knew this day was coming, man. (laughs) I knew this day was coming. I just didn't think it would come this soon. Uh, You thought you had like another year. I did go in the... Yes, I did. I did. I did. I did go into your DMs and I was like, oh, what are we going to do if it's a sweep? 
<laughs> and if it he makes was you, like, oh, oh, it's not happening. If it makes you feel any better, I was bitching to you or bitching to my friends about you. I was like, how dare this motherfucker? I was like that drunk. I was like, how dare this motherfucker? <laughs> so so you, you got under my skin because I was like, how dare you? <laughs> That's how drunk I was after game three. I was like, how dare he? We are good friends. How dare he? Of course, we've done this for years, but I was, that's how mad I was. So you successfully got under my skin. And you know what? No one gets under my skin. You you are the champion of finding a way to fucking piss me off. And you always do it. So you and Jabari are the only ones. I, I like you. Shout to Jabari. Shout to Jabari. You two are the only ones that I have to put my fucking phone down sometimes. I'm just like, I can't <laughs> deal with this right now. Listen, I was in that camp of uh, ADs down. No problem. We still got LeBron. He still got one of those virtuoso games left in him. And then game five happened. And we didn't really see it. And I'm like, okay, you know, maybe he's just trying to, you know, get the other guys involved because he knows if he gets them involved down the stretch, they'll be confident. Game six came. And it's sort of like what happened in game five now, except now they're playing with a little bit more urgency. But they waited until they were down 29 to start playing with said (laughs) urgency in the second half. It's unless you got like the prime Golden State Warriors, a 30 point lead with a halftime deficit. Uh, it's pretty much curtain at that point. It's pretty much curtains at that point. And the thing is, what's funny to me is because, and I know you remember this because we talked about it before is so when the, when the game was two or when the series was two, one Lakers. And the real reason I didn't want to podcast that night is I, I was in my feelings, obviously, but what I, all I could think about was, do you remember when you and me talked about the 60 win Hawks? And I was like, and I was like, no, this team's going to be, this is different. This is a team concept. And you at the time were just like, no, this is LeBron. It's LeBron. Have you forgotten LeBron? Mm -hmm. Do you remember LeBron? And I was just like, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. And, and the Cavs swept them. And I I just remember being like, man, because we, you and me went like deep on that series, not, not arguing, but we talked about that forever. And I was just like, man, this reminds me of that. And so I just didn't want to say that. <laughs> like, I didn't want to put that out there as I was like, man, when you have LeBron on the other side, it's just like, unless you have an all-time team, it's so difficult. What I wanted to say was, but this is an all-time team. They'll come back. But like when you're down to one, it's hard to, I'm upset. I'm in my feelings, but I mean, and I know AD was hurt. The thing that bothers me about the AD hurt thing, though, I have to say this still. We have to go over the Lakers series. We just have to do it. What bothers me is everyone says, well, you know, AD got hurt and then the Suns came back. That's not true. The Suns had the lead in in game, uh, what was it, game five before AD actually got, or game four before AD actually got hurt. They let it halftime. AD was playing. And then he chose not to play the rest of the game. And then he skipped game five and he tried to play in game six and he couldn't. But it's just like everyone is misrepresenting these series. And this actually leads me to – so this was the one thing I wanted to talk about. I I personally believe if Chris Paul is healthy and Anthony Davis is healthy, I still think the Suns win that series. I'm assuming you don't agree. 
Am I wrong? Or I don't agree. No. Tell I, me why I'm wrong. I, I disagree. I disagree. I truly believe with Anthony Davis there, those guys, their mentality is a whole lot different. I feel like I think this is just in any level of sports when one of your main contrib- contributors to the team, when you see him go down, it really changes the psyche of all the other teammates where it's now like, oh, he's no longer contributing, which means we, our roles now matter a whole lot more because it's like, okay, if we miss a shot, it's like, oh, that's okay. AD can potentially get the rebound. Now, when you're missing your shots, it's like, oh, snap. Like, ugh. if I miss a shot, it's more likely than not going to turn into a change of possession. But so doesn't now that doesn't make sure the weakness in the changed. Lakers, though? Like, if if their star goes down, like, I'm just saying, like, I agree with you on that. Yes, it like, does. It, that it does show the men- does. It definitely does. And I, mean, I agree 100%. I just feel like it shouldn't have come to that because they're obviously they're professionals. They're all like they got to the NBA. That means that they were the best wherever they came from at some point in time. So it, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, I would have liked to see Kuzma average more than six points. <laughs> I would have liked to see what Harold would have done if he got a little bit more than just a couple minutes towards the end of the series. That, okay. That's my biggest thing. I right would have liked to see. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my biggest thing right there. This is the, this is the thing I did not fucking understand because your best two mm. players, your best two players are forwards. One of them yeah. should play center, but does not want to. So essentially they like, where does Trez play in the closing lineup for the Lakers? That's something that I never understood because there's no scenario. And we hardly ever plays in the closing line. And that's the point, dude. They literally signed him just to say, fuck yeah. you to the Clippers. That literally was grabbing the nuts. <laughs> that was literally grabbing the nuts and throwing a middle finger to the Clippers and saying, we stole your player for a mid-level exception. And it was stupid as fuck because they didn't even use him. Dude, then they went and signed Gasol. Like, how is that a thing? In what world are you going like you have LeBron, you have AD, and then you sign Gasol. Where is Trez ever going to get minutes? He was never going to get minutes. I, I never understood the concept at all. I, I straight up never understood the idea because literally your two best players are essentially power forwards. In what world does it make sense to spend your mid-level exception on a power forward? It literally doesn't. And he didn't even play in this series. It was the dumbest thing ever. It was literally just a middle finger to the Clippers because the Clippers expected him to get way more than the mid-level and they spent the mid-level on Ibaka. And they were like, look, we stole your player, Eh, middle finger. Eh." And it meant literally fucking nothing. The minute you signed Gasol, Trez was fucking useless. It was a stupid decision. They always... They always should have spent that nine point seven million on a guard. They had no one who could create off yeah. LeBron, and you lose because of that. I also think adding Drummond to the mix as well was pretty much also like the final nail in the coffin as well. So dumb. I think that also played. Uh, you're you're in the camp of uh, Drummond ain't the answer, huh? 
dude like what well okay i don't i don't think that drummond is garbage or anything like that but i think that andre drummond mm. has very specific situations where he will be incredibly useful and other situations where he's incredibly redundant and like mm-hmm. there's no way to view him as some like I don't everyone was like adding Drummond to the Lakers will be amazing. I'm like, are you watching the game? The only time they play well is when either AD or Gasol is playing center. Otherwise, it's always muddled. It's always messed up. They have no offense. And people are like, they had the number one defense. Yeah, you score 95 points. Who cares? Like, this is not gonna work. Uh, I, like, I I've been screaming, dude. I've been screaming all season. I I've been screaming since I started this fucking version of the show. Go back to December and listen. I said the whole time, this version of the Lakers is a mistake. And the Trez signing is the biggest problem. And it was. They needed a guard. I think Danny, I remember seeing those tweets. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember seeing them. Hey, Danny Green is still in the playoffs. And Dennis Schroeder is it. That's all I'm saying. Tell me. Hit me with it. I'm talking so <laughs> much. This is thing with the joke. This is uh, the drunk medicine thing I was telling you about. You got to deal with it. Tell me, Drummond. Let's go. <laughs> I, obviously, the in the bigger picture, the Drummond signing isn't the answer. But also in that same breath, since you have him, he he's valuable enough where you can't not give him minutes just because of his ability to rebound. So you can't not have him on the bench, especially with a team that can't shoot like the Lakers. Like He's going to have some type of value. But whether that value has the highest ceiling or not, that, that is beside the point at that point. So, so you put this on Frank Vogel. Yes, I agree. I, yes, in a sense. In a sense, yes. He he has a weak spot for his big centers. That's for sure. We saw it with Roy Hibbert. <laughs> we saw it with Roy Hibbert. And he was good for a time until he completely fell off a cliff. <laughs> the so, Hibbert thing is weird, man. <laughs> the Hibbert thing is so weird. Like, he went from, like, everyone was like, yeah, Hibbert 7-3, but whatever. And then it was like, Roy Hibbert is the sheriff of the paint. And then it was like Roy yeah. Hibbert is fucking useless. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was. I, I don't think he was ever having Rudy Gobert before Rudy Gobert, essentially. Yeah, but he forgot how to do it partway through. Exactly. Do you exactly. think anyone's ever had a faster rise and fall than Roy Hibbert? Like I don't think, I don't think so, dude. Like I, that's. I, I I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. That high rise and high fall. Maybe Jeremy Lin. I guess. TJ Warren. I guess. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, oh, now we're coming with the smoke. Those I are the it. only few I can think of. <laughs> Dude, the Lin Sanity thing was hilarious. He won. Yep, until he, they ran into the Heatles. Oh, God. Well, the funniest thing was I remember, and this was, you know, the, the early days of Twitter journalism when, you know, yep. people would just print anything. And one New York writer printed, and I, and I don't remember who it was, so you're going to get away with not knowing. But this is something I remember burned into my brain. He said, and I quote, when it comes to Jeremy Lin, the Knicks will match anything. And I'm quoting here. 
up to $1 billion. <laughs> they didn't match 25 million, but they would have matched up to a billion. Okay. So <laughs> we're way off topic here. That right was now. ambitious. That was uh, ambitious. So I think the Suns, <laughs> I think the Suns would have beat the Lakers with Chris Paul healthy. You think Anthony Davis was too big of a difference. Yes. It doesn't matter at this point. Um, Whoever is listening to it, some might even say that he is their most important player on the team. That's, oh, well, that's I'd definitely- say it's hand in hand. I think LeBron is just as important to that team. Going forward? Like over the next No, like up, up until this point. Up until this point, currently playing, I think LeBron was just as important as Anthony Davis if they want to win the championship. I don't think neither would have done it without the other if either was healthy. What do the Lakers do? What do you do right now if you're the Lakers? Like, like Anthony Davis is extended. LeBron is extended. What do you do? Uh, hope that Kawhi loses to the Jazz in recruiting? <laughs> Listen. It works out. Kawhi doesn't have to be the vocal leader. He's got Anthony Davis in the paint. He's got LeBron calling up the plays for him. Who says no? What should have happened a year ago? <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, hey, it's just a hot take, but a valid one. Well, and here's the thing that, that gets me a little bit is, you know, Schroeder turned down that four-year, $84 million extension. And Lakers fans were all like, aha, he turned down the money, ha, ha, ha. They don't actually see the point. That money was supposed to be used in a trade. Dennis Schroeder and Kyle Kuzma and probably Taylor Horton Tucker with the one first-round pick the Lakers have available to trade were supposed to be packaged this offseason. And Schroeder, the Uh... idea – yeah, the idea the Lakers had was that they were going to win the title off a Schroeder extension and then use that to package it for a third star. But he was garbage in the first round, didn't sign the extension, and they got bounced. And all the Lakers' plans for improving, like – yeah, they have the mid-level exception, but you also have 37-year-old LeBron James and coming off an injury, 30-year-old Anthony Davis. Like, I'm not trying to be a hater. Go uh, here. Here's how I'll here's how I can back up. I'm not being a hater. I was on Dunks and Discourse a couple months ago with Jabari and Josh Eberly, and they asked me who the favorite was yeah. to win the title. I still said the Lakers. I understood the Lakers were the favorite. So I get that mm-hmm. point. But the way things are going right now are not that way. And so I just don't understand how they can possibly get better. That's my only thing. I don't understand with with Schroeder not signing the extension and probably not being willing to facilitate a sign and trade just to help the Lakers. I don't actually Mm -hmm. see any scenario that they can get better unless they give up all the talent they currently have to sign a dude who's like 25 million, but you still don't have enough for quite a max slot like. What do you do? I honestly don't know. Well, um, I the only realistic one I think they might explore is somehow get their hands on somebody who isn't as big of a star but could get there. I think they should try and go after somebody like Zach Levine. That was the one that I came up. It, see, this, listen, 
you're my favorite person to come on this podcast because every fucking time <laughs> you say something, I'm like, me too. Cause that's the one I thought of. <laughs> Cause if you, if you could sign and trade Schroeder and maybe the bulls just want to max Zach Levine, I don't know, fine, whatever. But like the Zach Levine and Vucevic thing didn't work. And if you don't want to pay Levine ridiculous money, like I kind of feel like there's something yeah. there. What about this? I'm just going to throw this at and you. He's, he's not good enough to be the guy on a championship team either. But playing off LeBron and AD, he's he's something else. But the other one. You so would here, hope, right? You would. But here's the one thing. What about Kyle Lowry? I know that that deal didn't happen at the trade deadline. But here's the thing. Lowry is still good. The Lakers clearly don't care about older players. I know Lowry's going to be like 36, LeBron 37, whatever. But here's the thing. The Raptors face losing him for nothing. What if you can wrestle something from the Lakers rather than lose him for nothing? I know that in Toronto, that's like a, it still makes some sense. But I'm also uh, like, if the Lakers... But if they're, but it's also like if the Lakers are targeting a 36 year old point guard, it's also sort of like, well, okay, to be fair, my team has a 36 year old point guard who's guiding them to the finals. So I guess I can't say anything. So, but I'm just saying, like, well, we also have 24 year old, we have 24 year old Booker. We have 24 year old Booker, though, not 37 year old LeBron. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Listen, listen, listen. I. I, I deal with the entire Toronto Raptor media Twitter on the daily. And I've been seeing this for months on end. These people are really convinced that Cal Lowry is on the exact same tier as Chris Paul III. And I don't like that. I really don't like that. Whoa. If hmm. Cal Lowry was on this team that faced the Phoenix Suns, I really don't think nothing changes. I really don't think nothing changes. You're saying if Kyle Lowry was really on the team, the Nuggets team, so we're swapping out Austin Rivers. Schroeder for... So we're just taking... Oh, about, no, the Lakers. Okay, the, the Lakers. 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 So Schroeder yes. so for Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I don't think I don't anything think changes. changes much. I think you're right. I think you're right. Because, like, I'm no disrespect to Kyle Lowry. I've seen him get buckets, but it's like... The Cal Lowry I seen as recent as this year compared to Cal Lowry in the peak years before the Raptors even won the championship, he is nowhere near that same guy. And the Lakers need bucket getters. That's what they need. I don't think Lowry is that same person. What if about you're asking? I think he can average twenty five, close to thirty a game because that's what they would have needed to beat the Suns. Do you really believe? He would do that. What if he was healthy and AD was healthy? Like, let's just pretend there was a scenario. Let's I say think they make it close. If if Kyle I Lowry think they make it close, yeah, I mean, if Kyle Lowry and LeBron and AD are healthy and Chris Paul is healthy, I think that's like, I think that's like a seven game series for the ages. Like, I think because especially oh, given, yes, yes, like Tucker gave the Lakers nothing, Kuzma gave the Lakers nothing, and those two dudes would have been the primary two salaries that went in uh, mm -hmm. uh, a Lakers trade for Lowry, maybe KCP, but he also did nothing. Like, I, I think, like, I think Lowry had value this season, but going forward, I don't know. 
And I kind of think that's the thing they're looking at right now is I hear all these people being like, the Lakers are going to get better this season. And I'm like, I think Kyle Lowry is what you're looking at. And I don't necessarily think that's the answer. Based on what I saw the Raptors were asking for to for the Lakers to give up for Lowry, it wouldn't have changed anything. It really wouldn't have changed anything. If they could get him for like a box of Lay's chips and a paper clip, then probably, probably they probably win that series. But based on who they would have had to give up, no way, no way they win that series. I think you're right. I'm 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 on your page with that. And I that's I do think this year I think repeating was a big deal towards the legacy of this Lakers team. Yeah. And I think that the fact that they did not do that, I do think it's going to be difficult going forward. That's, you know, I don't I don't think well, it's going to be easy as everyone thought. I did say uh like just last year I thought it would be a lot easier for them to win it last year. Uh, and lose this year as opposed to losing last year and trying to come back and win it this year. And you, I mean, you're proven dead on right. Cause it's not even the funny thing to me is everyone's like, well, the Suns beat an injured Lakers team and now an injured Nuggets team. I'm like, dude, the Blazers or Rockets were injured last year when LeBron played them. Like even Robert already said it last week. It's like, when he was saying, like, when our teams won the title, it's like, we didn't even have a twisted ankle. Like, that's the point. It's like, part of winning a title is health. Like, luck of the draw. It matters. It, it matters. It, it just it's does. Slow. It's just, like, being lucky is part of it. Or being, I mean, whatever. Like, there's nothing, there's no way to say that Jamal Murray's injury wasn't just unlucky. That was just horrendous. It sucks. I would have preferred that he was healthy. Dude, can you imagine this healthy Nuggets team against this healthy Suns team, that would have been like one of the most fun series. It would have been more than four games. That's oh, for yeah. Sure. Oh, damn. Yeah. And it would have been like one of the great series. I think it would have been so fun. And that's just, but that's, you know, shit happens. Um, I'll Listen, tell you, before we move on yeah, hit me. from that, Oh, I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> it was right there. I, right as I said before, I, I just lost it. Oh, here's, my goodness. Here's the beautiful part <laughs> of this show. You never get dragged for losing your train of thought because as an alcoholic and a pothead and a pill user, I'd regularly lose my train of thought. So no one will ever drag you for that. And at any point <laughs> on this show, you are allowed to jump into a subject that we were talking about 20 minutes ago. Cause that is how this show goes. See, this is the thing about the blood doctor show. There's no advertisers. There's no structure. There's no anything. It's just me walking into my garage. <laughs> and when I walk into my garage, things happen. And that's all that matters. So you just, at some point, you're going to be like, hold on. I remembered that thing I was going to talk about. Let's go to 20 minutes ago in the episode. And it's up to the fucking listener to figure it out. Fuck you, listener. That's my, <laughs> that's my show. <laughs> so, okay. He doesn't mean it. He loves each and every one of you guys. <laughs> They're the best. You know what? I honestly, let me just say, I somehow got like a triplicate of listeners this weekend through some argument I had on Facebook or something. I love every person who would ever waste their time listening to this podcast. I joke. <laughs> I make, I send all these tweets. I'm like, both of my listeners know, like I'm Conan in 2003, but for real, like I love every single person who would waste their time listening to me get 
like intoxicated and go in my garage and be like, and another thing, like, you know what I mean? Like, who cares? If you're listening to this, you're fucking cool. And I owe you money. So now I'm going to be sued for money. Jazz versus Clippers. It's probably about to start at some point. I don't even know. Who do you think is going to win this series? Who do you want to win this series? What's the more fun series against the Suns? What are your Jazz versus Clippers thoughts? There has to be like a whole plethora of them. Tell me all of them. Um, I feel if it goes to a game seven, I feel like the Clippers win that one. If the Jazz, I think the Jazz can close them out in five or six, but I don't think they'll do it in a game seven. I feel like at that point, the Clippers would have way too much momentum because they just did it a season or not a season, a series ago. And now they're like, hey, Utah was in this position just last year as well, especially if Utah goes up 3-1 as well and the Clippers come back. I think that will really play into the jazz psyche of, oh, no, here we go again. So if it goes to seven games, I'm picking Clippers. Four or five, I'm going with the Jazz. I really want to see Booker versus Mitchell on the biggest stage that they could possibly face only because they're in the West. I just think that would be so fun. I agree with you. Like, I I just feel like, and and maybe this is like a mid uh, uh, I'm a mid-tier fan in a mid-tier city, whatever. I think that Booker versus... Whatever that means. Yeah. Well, you know how it is. It's like, oh, New York and LA. and whatever. But it's like, dude, Phoenix is one of like nine cities in the country that has all four major sports teams. We have the NFL, the NHL, the NBA. We have baseball. Like we have every... NFL. Yeah, we have every... We have all four of them. And I just wish people would give the respect. Whatever. Anyway. Booker versus Mitchell. And by the way, if that happens, I don't think this is the only Booker Mitchell Western Conference Finals we'll see. Like, I think this is going to be, I think Jazz and Suns could be, there could be a little bit of an era here between these teams. And Uh, are you saying potentially a rivalry? I think so. And you know what? I think it would be deserved because. Uh, you know, Jazz and Suns fans fucking hate each other on Twitter because it's been a whole thing about for years, like who is better between Booker and Mitchell. And obviously Devin Booker is better. But and the whole Kobe and Wade comparisons yeah. between yeah. the two. Well, and that's what pisses off everyone, right? Is that Kobe very clearly identified Devin Booker as the neck Kobe. And that made Lakers fans mad yeah. that it wasn't D'Angelo Russell. And that made Jazz fans mad that it wasn't Donovan Mitchell and blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? Go watch them play. They're the same fucking dude. Booker, like, steals all of his moves from Kobe. It is what it is, man. Like, he's the same dude. But everybody steals moves from Kobe. <laughs> okay, he does it well, though. He he looks like Kobe when he does Kobe. He moves. does it well. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. but I, would, right. I would love to see Suns Jazz. But I would also love to see, I will say this, in, in defense of the Clippers, as funny as it would be for the Clippers not to make the Western Conference Finals like they always have never made the Western Conference Finals, um, I would love to mm. see the, the Clippers say, we respect Devin Booker so much that we're going to put Kawhi on him. And I want to see Devin Booker go yeah. against Kawhi. I do want to see that. 
I want to see. You want to see that. That's why you want the Clippers. That would be the reason I want it because, and I know that the instinctual thing would be, well, you know, Paul George would play Booker, but like, I want. I think that Booker deserves. Hey, listen, listen, listen. Now that you mention it, I just remembered the little altercation earlier this season. Yes! Either one, either one, either matchup. I remember the Booker, he was calling Paul George out of his name, man. Oh, Paul yeah. George didn't like that. Oh, he yeah. was talking about, oh, man, I'm dumb, man, man. <laughs> he, he does, he, I don't think he respects Booker because he's like, who, who the heck is this guy to be talking to me like this? This is another thing. These two teams fucking hate each other because Rondo and Chris Paul hate each other and Paul George and Devin yeah. Booker hate each other. There's actually some serious hatred here. See, this is the one good thing. No matter who makes the Western Conference Finals, I get to fucking hate that team. I get to be like, oh, these motherfuckers. Like I get to really bring it and dude, I, cause I'll tell you what else I did a podcast. It's my third or fourth episode on again. It was like December, 2020. I did a podcast and I said, I did like a 20 minute speech about how I would take Devin Booker over Paul George. So if there is a Western conference finals to be had where Devin Booker can just prove that I'm fucking right. I will take that shit. Don't come back to that tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Do we owe Paul George any apologies right now based on how he's played For the what? last few games? Well, he's been good lately. Do we owe, do we? What, define lately. Define well, <laughs> lately. so the answer is no. Fuck Paul George is what I'm, what I'm taking from that. Like, he's been better these playoffs. Than- listen, listen. We clown. I was telling my friend the other day. It's not like, oh, why y'all always hating on Paul George? Why, why, why we keep on going after Paul George? He just be minding his business. He called himself Playoff P. He called himself Playoff P. You know, and when you say, oh, it's Playoff P, that means you play better than you normally do in the regular season. What is our thing with Paul George? He's like, we know he's good. We've seen what he can do in the regular season. He had that one year when he finished top three in MVP votes. And then what did he follow it up with? Did he play better in the playoffs? Did he look like a playoff P? Like, that's the reason why we get at him. He set the standard and he has not been living up to it. I'm currently dying. I can't breathe. <laughs> So far, the last what was it the last couple of games? Cool, cool. You've done it a couple of times now, but we ain't forget. So we ain't forget. As far as I'm concerned, this is the outliers. This is the outliers, as far as I'm concerned. Listen, listen, all Paul George slander is one trillion percent encouraged on this podcast forever. As I have said on this podcast, anything saying that Paul George is good is crime line. And anything that's saying Paul George is terrible is timeline. That's how we do it on this show. I fucking love it because I fucking hate Paul George. So, okay. So you're in the, so, okay. And here's another thing that you call. I can't believe there was folks on that bird app saying that peak Paul George is better than peak mellow. No. And I couldn't believe it. People said I never I saw. It. Are you for? Are you for real? People saw it. They said this. They said this. They said this. Listen, this is. A I just no, want to give y'all a stat. Yeah, this is a no 
Carmelo Anthony slander podcast because I am mm, a person who to. lived in Denver during the prime of Carmelo Anthony's career. I saw that man be the second best player in a series where Kobe was the best player in the series. I saw that man win eight fucking games in a season with game winners. Carmelo Anthony in his prime was ice fucking cold. Carmelo Anthony is a hall of fucking famer. And this podcast is a no yes, Carmelo sir. Anthony slander podcast. I am on your side, sir. Fun fact. Goddamn right. Fun fact. Carmelo has averaged more than 25 points a game at least seven times throughout his career. Paul George has only done it, I believe, twice or something like that. That's not even a comparison. I would say Melo over Paul George every day. Danny Granger, Granger, Westbrook. I'm just saying, if you are good enough, it don't matter who's playing next to you. It doesn't matter who's playing next to you. You're going to get your buckets. You could have built a prime offense that would win a title around prime Carmelo Anthony. Prime Carmelo Anthony was absolutely a number one championship player. Denver didn't do it correctly. New York didn't do it correctly. But Carmelo they Anthony. They almost had it. They the almost, almost had it. Well, so did Denver. Dude, that 2009 Knicks, that the, the 2009 Nuggets Lakers series in the Western Conference Finals is one of the most underrated Western Conference Finals ever. And the Nuggets. 100%. And they would have taken that thing to game seven. They blew it at the end of game six. It was very close, but that series was still awesome. And that, dude, the 2009 playoffs, man, the Bulls Celtics. Remember when like Rondo and the Rose are like, yeah, they're like punching each other in the face. Oh my God. We need yeah. we need some of these old school playoffs, man, where they're like triple hey, overtime man. games and whew. listen, t- 2009 wasn't a good year for me because that was supposed to be the year that we finally got a LeBron versus Kobe and LeBron oh. didn't hold up his end of the bargain there. Oh my god. Oh, dude, that's the and you know what's crazy is the magic shouldn't have even been there. The Magic should have lost to the Celtics, but KG had injured his knee and couldn't play. And the funny thing is, that's the funny thing about that. Everyone's like, oh, the Magic in 2009 should have won the finals. And even I joke about, you know, Courtney Lee missing the layup and stuff. But it's like, dude, they shouldn't have even they shouldn't have even made it out of round two. Like, if we're being real, Dwight Howard is kind of overrated by that finals run. Now, I have. You think so? Well, yeah, well, because, dude, like, oh. okay. well, if Kevin Garnett is healthy, the Magic don't make it out of round two. Okay. All right. And, fine. Right? Well, like, oh. dude, dude, that Celtic scene. But at the same time, he still had to do what he did, he did. though, he did. for them and to I'm, even be there. You know what? You're right. You're right. I'm sitting here saying that injuries happen. You're right. That You're right. You are correct. I Okay. Okay, I'm going to do this. Okay. I'm going to do this. Okay. <laughs> Get ready. The pie's here. The pie's here. <laughs> I'm wrong. Ah, right. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> there we have it. He always eats his humble pie. Damn it. He always eats his humble you are, pie. No, because you are right. Because my argument would be that the Celtics started that year 27 and 2, and then Kevin Garnett mm-hmm. did get hurt. But Guess what? Getting hurt is part of the deal and making it through is part of the deal. You're right. I if I can't sit here That's and champion great. the Suns and trash them. You're right. Dwight Howard is not overrated. He made the I 
I'm taking it back. And he still had to go through LeBron. Prime MVP LeBron. He still had to go through him. So you've proven me wrong on my own show. I don't even know how to deal with that. This is okay. This is episode 52. I have not been proven wrong on my own show yet. I might have been wrong. I might have been wrong, <laughs> but I have not been proven wrong. But nobody wrong. called you on it. You just proved me wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be the headliner for this episode. I'm gonna be like episode 52, blah blah, whatever the title. I'm proven wrong. Maybe that'll be the title. People, everyone who gets annoyed mm, by me is gonna, they're gonna be like, I gotta listen to this episode. It's called I'm proven huh? wrong. Huh? Huh? <laughs> but only you could do Don't it. Don't even give them the timestamps, so they have to listen all the way through. Only you could. Oh, pff, I don't give timestamps. <laughs> Fuck them. They gotta listen. You want to be a part of this show? You listen to the whole show. But only you could prove me wrong, sir. Only you. You have proven me wrong dating back to like 2015. So only you could actually prove me wrong on the podcast. <laughs> no one who would show up this week. So tell me though. Clippers Jazz, who do you want? Really? It's been that long now, 2015. Oh, oh my god, me. we're so much older than we want to be. It's just part of life. We, we Clippers and Jazz. Clippers and Jazz, who do you want to face the Suns? Like who is the better basketball from a fun perspective? I think the Jazz. I think the Jazz. I think so too. I just I think really it's a, I think you've got They've two been Deeper teams, more complete. That's just what I think. Mm-hmm. And the way it's been looking, like, uh, obviously, this is not how they originally started out, but the Clippers turned from a great team-oriented basketball team to now it's Kawhi and Paul George or Bus now with a little hint of, Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris. Is is Toronto? You know what I'm saying? I do. No, I know. Does Toronto still love Kawhi like they used to? Or is it faded? Or do they still respect him? They're like the scorned X, where it's like, Oh, it's good that you're doing well over there, sort of. But <laughs> you you know, you could have been with the best over here, right? <laughs> and that, that, I think that's where they are. Just from what I've seen and the people I've talked to around the city, that, that's the way it comes off to me. I think that's fair, though. Like, the thing is, it's like, you can't get mad at the Raptors because, like, they made the right choice. They want to ring. Like... It doesn't even matter yeah. that Kawhi left. Like, you spend decades trying to win a ring. Winning a ring is everything. So it doesn't matter that he left. Like, yeah. and that's the. And thing. I really do believe. I really do believe he kind of misses them because he's looking at the fact that if he's not averaging thirty plus a game, this team loses. Whereas opposed to where he could miss a day and he's like oh that's okay the raptors got it they're good there's no way to deny the way that the city of toronto listen i'm an american i grew up in this country okay and i lived in toronto Mm -hmm. for a while and i can promise you when you are embraced by toronto that's fucking nothing like 
like that's not there's nothing yeah. like that in the United States. You can't you talk know. to them. You it's can't not, talk to them. There's nothing. And the thing is, is they, you see the way they defend Drake. <laughs> it's it's not a thing. Imagine. Like Toronto loves its people. They love the Maple Leafs, despite the Maple Leafs being terrible forever. It's just part of being from Toronto. And I think that Kawhi yeah. thought that going home to Los Angeles was going to be what he experienced in Toronto. And it literally hasn't been because you chose the little brother team and there's no amount of anything. The Clippers don't have a real fan base. They have a, when the Lakers have failed kind of fan base, it's not real. And like, dude, remember when the Raptors <laughs> listen, won the title? Listen, you... Remember, but you remember uh, when they went back and the pictures of Kawhi on stage outside in Jurassic Park and it's like 60,000 people and dude that shit doesn't exist in Los Angeles for the Clippers listen I remember going back to the whole point of him thinking you would get that in the LA I remember seeing that the one clip like I think they were still up 3-2 at that point and one of the reporters asked oh what do you think meaning a championship would mean to the Toronto or what would it be to the country you know what his answer was he's like oh I don't know you should ask somebody out on the street <laughs> and I'm like what <laughs> did you really just say that <laughs> Like, he couldn't even give some type of, oh, I think that would be great. This man said, oh, you should ask somebody on the street. I really don't think he really grasped the type of pride Toronto people really had until he saw what happened at the championship parade. Because he he already seen what a championship parade was like when he was in San Antonio. And then he saw Toronto and uh, uh, I don't know. I really don't know how somebody has an easy time letting go of that type of reaction. I am of the belief. I am personally of the belief. Now, this is okay. So this is stuff that was reported by some people. So you have to, you know, you know how it is with sources and blah, 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 blah. But from people that I trust, I am of the belief that Kawhi was willing to go back to the Raptors. And he said to them, you have to trade for Paul George. And the Raptors said no, because they weren't willing. They weren't willing to give up what the Clippers gave up to acquire both of them. And I mm. think that I really think that that's what it was. I I true because remember Kawhi went back yeah. to Toronto on a private jet, and everyone was like, "Oh, this is this is oh, him telling staying. them." He's and he and he, but he stayed for a long time after that. And there was like a whole mm. weekend of negotiation. And I I really believe. This is just me. I'm not obvious. I don't know shit. I'm not reporting anything. Fuck sources, whatever. I'm just saying from all the things that we saw, I truly believe that Kawhi was willing to go back to the Raptors if they would have made a big three of him, Kyle Lowry, and Paul George, but the Raptors would have had to have traded Norm Powell and probably OG and Nubi and maybe even Pascal Siakam. They would have had to have. They didn't want to part with those guys. They didn't want to part with them. But they probably should have if it would have netted them Kawhi. Like, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. They didn't even make the playoffs this year. Now they were in Tampa, so it's hard to whatever. But nonetheless, like. Listen, listen. Let me let me tell you something about that. Tell me Because I've been hearing about them. Oh, well, we're in Tampa. We don't have home court. I'm going to just say it like this. 
if you are repli- are relying on the fans for you to play well, how good are you really? Woo. How good are you really? Woo. You draw in your energy from the fans. Most like LeBron has already said he loves playing in the Oracle. He loves playing in Madison Square Garden. Kobe said he loves playing in the Garden. Like great players get up to play on the road. Yeah. How good are your guys really if you're complaining about having no home court? Talk to him. If I take a poo in Tampa Bay and I take another poo in Toronto, that poo is gonna smell stinky just the same. God damn. Okay. That that is that is the most ridiculous this show has ever gotten, but that is still accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I get your point though. I get I'm your sorry, point. I just I couldn't <laughs> you. No, hey, there is no censorship on this show. I, I am beholden to no one but me. This The god of this show is the blood <laughs> doctor. So you say what you want to say, and it will get put on the show. That is how we do it here. There is no fear. There is no, there's nothing. There's no judgment. There's nothing. This show is designed to be the show where people can just come and say what they think. And that is what you think. And guess what? I don't disagree. All of the bullshit about, well, Toronto was in Tampa Bay. So what? Tampa Bay just won the Stanley Cup. They had Tom yeah. Brady show up and win the Super Bowl. And the Rays went to the World Series. Like, you're trying to tell me that that team, that city, wasn't going to support the fucking Raptors? Of course they would. Like, like, give me a break, man. Like, you suck this year. It's just what it is. The biggest thing I think about the Raptors this year is that all of my talk about how Nick Nurse is a good coach has been like completely unwound. That's what he's I thought. He's a good defensive coach. I ah. think that's where he's made a name. I think when you're saying Nick Nurse, we have to give him credit specifically for his defense because that's literally what won them the championship. They literally implemented box and one, and then all of a sudden, the Warriors couldn't do anything if it wasn't for Steph Curry. I think you're right. I do. You know what? I, I do have to say the last year, the Raptors uh, Celtic series, the Eastern conference finals last year are one of yeah. the most fun series I've ever seen because Brad Stevens and Nick nurse both decided, okay, neither of our teams actually know how to score. So, we're going to play all of the defense. Dude, in that series, it was box in one, triangle in two. I remember. Three, two zone, two, three zone. Dude, they did everything. It was awesome. I remember watching a breakdown. I remember watching a literal breakdown of all the adjustments from game, from quarter to quarter to game to game. It was it was something. It, it's not something you see every day. That's for sure. I swear to God, I almost had a basketball orgasm watching the Raptors play triangle and two against Jason Tatum. <laughs> I was like, yes, finally, someone is playing real defense. And then I blacked out. I don't know what happened. Okay. So, okay. So here we go. So, so last week or last podcast, whatever it was, I started doing thing called rapid fire rants. Okay. All right, let's go. And so here's the thing about rapid fire rants. I bring it up whenever I feel like it and you have no 
like choice in the matter. I did this last time, but I was the one doing it. But now I'm going to make you do it because I think I think you'll be excellent at this. So here's here's how this All is going right. to go. I'll do my best. Yeah, here's how this is going to go. I'm going to ask you questions and you're just going to say the worst thing you can think of. Or no, let me rephrase All that. Right. You're going to think about it for a minute, decide what's acceptable to actually say publicly and then think the worst version, <laughs> <laughs> choose the worst version of that. But I just want to hear, here's what I want. I just want to hear you tell me what you really think about this shit. Cause I don't, I hate, I'm sick of listening to national media people who don't watch anything. I can personally testify and vouch for the fact that you fucking watch everything. So now I want to, I want your opinions and, and I'm going to hit you with these things. And it's going to be really funny because I think we're going to get some really good answers now. Full disclosure, he's seen some of these questions beforehand, but he doesn't know the ant, the arrangement, the order. I've had so much to drink. I'm so wasted right now. I'm <laughs> fucked up right now, okay? All right, let's, let's, let's get back to it. Say that again right now. No, I just hit record. I was saying, say that again right now. We, we just watched the I'm end saying, of the Hawks Sixers game. What the hell, man? I'm just saying, if y'all who saw that, in that situation, I the way I'm looking at it, when he came around that screen, he was not there when he was supposed to be there. The play is dead at that point. Shake Milton had a pretty good look. He should have just called his number and shot it. Yeah. Because the reason he's on the court in the first place in that situation is because he can shoot, no? And not only that, but he's been shooting off the dribble really goddamn well since they put him in the series. Like, he changed game three or whatever it was. Like, he literally, like, his off the dribble three was awesome. That's the whole fucking point. You're wide open. Shoot the ball. Amen. I'm no 76ers fan. I might have had money on the 76ers winning today, which could frustrate me. But the point is, you're still coming off a screen. In that situation, you're wide open. I under like I understand. I understand the thought process. Like you're Shake Milton. You're Steph- just trying to run the play that coach drew up. And Seth Curry is the elite all time shooter. So you're like, oh, I've got to shoot. I've got to whip the ball to Seth. Like I get that, but like he was open, and Seth Curry couldn't even get through his full motion because the clock's about to run out. Like that's that's a poor. That was a poor choice. And the thing is, is like, you would think that doesn't matter, but like, if mm-hmm. if you're either the book, the Bucks or the Nets right now, you're like clapping like a motherfucker, probably especially if you're the Nets, because it's like mm-hmm. now there's more time. Like the Nets, if they could get a theoretical extra day on anything. Oh uh, yes, man. I, dude, I feel since we're Nets. on the topic. Since we're on the topic, let's of the do Nets. this. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Are you ready? Are you ready? Here we go. Here we go. I'm so gonna, I'm gonna fire. I don't know what you've been seeing. All right, go, go, go. Okay, fire no, it off. Fire let it me off. fire. fire okay, question right. one: Can the Nets win a title with two of their three stars, regardless no. of what two of the three there are? If no. it's James, yes. If it's KD and Kyrie, no. Tell me why. I feel like James his impact on that team is more valuable than KD and Kyrie's. That's not to say that KD and Kyrie are not better offensive players. I just think what Harden brings to the table, that is more valuable than what 
Kyrie could bring or what KD can bring. So you're saying that James Harden is the most valuable player of all three of the Nets? Yes. For if they want to win the championship. So so every year, every year it's always been about, oh, what did Harden do or not do? Why they didn't win? It that's always the, the topic every year, even when it was in Houston. So I just right now, just I just want to verify. You're saying for the Nets to win the title, James Harden is more important than Kevin Durant. He's more important than Kyrie. But not Kevin Durant. Not Kevin Durant. Okay, fair enough. So Harden is number two. So so can so so Harden and Durant can win a title. Yes. Kyrie and Durant. I, I don't think Kyrie and Ke- Kevin Durant can. What about Harden and Kyrie? Just in the theoretical world. Oh. Yes. Yes. So it's all about. It's all about Durant. It's all but about Harden. A, a lot has to go right for them if it's Harden and Kyrie. So you don't think a lot of Kyrie. It's, I, I love Kyrie, but he, he hasn't shown me he can do it when he's the main focal point of the offense. Like, I think Kyrie is uh, like, I love Kyrie. Like, Kyrie is one of my favorite dudes, but I don't mm-hmm. know if. Like, I don't know if he's like a championship dude. Like, I know, but it's also like he hit basically the biggest shot in NBA history. So it's like a hard, I don't know. Like, I. He is an amazing Robin, but he hasn't shown us he can lead a team far or he hasn't been healthy enough to do it, you know, as the number one guy. Let me ask you this question then. So this is, I just, right now I'm just thinking of this. I'm just curious. Regardless of team situation, in any situation, Kyrie Irving is a net positive or a net negative. If you ignore everything and just look at what Kyrie brings to the table, does he make your team better or does he make your team worse unless you have the right situation? You know the question I'm asking. I'm just curious. (sighs) Hmm. Why? Why you gotta do this to me? Because you know, because you know what I mean. Because you know what I mean. If you had a team that was right there, and you know they could win a title, but you were curious if another piece took them over the top, and Kyrie Irving was the guy, you might not want to do that. And it's not because I don't respect Kyrie Irving. It's because he only fits in the specific situations. All right. Uh, I'll put it in terms like this. I believe since I'm in the city, Toronto, I believe if Toronto had Kyrie on this team, they make the playoffs. Yes. Can I give you another situation I think Kyrie would be great in? Hear me. Here's or tell me. Tell me. Chicago. Chicago loved the fact that Michael Jordan did not give a fucking shit about anything except winning and being a fucking killer. And I think that Kyrie Irving in Chicago would be, I think that Chicago would embrace Kyrie Irving like no one would. As much as he is from Brooklyn, and I understand why he wants to be there, I think that his like 
I'm going to fucking put all you motherfuckers in the blender and I'm going to go to the rack and then pull back to the free throw line, despite the fact that I was at the rim because I have the best footwork and handiwork ever. <laughs> like, I think Kyrie Irving's whole, like, blending motherfuckers to a crisp, like, that dude in Chicago. Sometimes to a fault. Sometimes, sometimes to, to a, a fault. fault. Sometimes to a fault. But I really feel like, like, look at what Zach Levine is in Chicago right now. And Kyrie mm. Irving is 10 times that. That's all I'm yes. saying is that Ky- yes. like Chicago embraces a dude who doesn't give a shit about media or whatever mm-hmm. and just cares about being a basketball motherfucker. And that's the one thing is like, I understand Kyrie in Brooklyn. I think it makes perfect sense. I just think that if you were going to move Kyrie from Brooklyn, God, it would be fun to watch that dude in Chicago in a city that would just embrace the way that he's like, Look at how they embraced Michael Jordan, who's kind of like a bad guy. <laughs> like, I love Michael Jordan, but not a good dude. Yeah, he, he wasn't the nicest people from what we've seen based on stock footage. But <laughs> since we're on the topic of the Nets, I don't know if you've been seeing it, but people have been telling me Kevin Durant, he's the best player in the world. Kevin Durant, he's the standard. Kevin Durant, he hit Deshaun LeBron. He's surpassed LeBron. Well, Kevin Durant, it is time for you to show me why you're better than LeBron James. Because if we were in, if LeBron James was in your shoes right now and Harden and Kyrie both went down, people would still expect him to get the job done. So since you're better than him, show me. Show me. Show me. Okay, so honest question. Would you still... Okay, so right now, pull out KD, right? No other difference. Pull out KD, and you put in LeBron. And it's 35, 36-year-old LeBron, whatever he is, on the nets with you know Tyler Johnson and Mike James and Nick Claxton and all those dudes. Do you personally, a, a man who stands for glorious son, do you believe that that dude could beat the Bucks? I'm not even criticizing. As long as he's healthy, I do believe they have a very good shot. I really do. So you think? So you think it's the Bucks are not Golden State? That's I'm gonna just put it like that. And I'm just put it like that. And I'm not even criticizing because here's the thing: we all know I'm a Western Conference guy. I I Mm -hmm. I spend my time. I love. I I try to watch all 30 teams, but there's limitations. So I spend spend my time in the Western conference. So I'm, so I'm just saying, so you believe, and I'm not even criticizing. I'm just asking you to, so, okay. You take LeBron from this series and Hey, this is LeBron that was spin dunking on cam Johnson. I'm assuming he's healthy and there's no wear and tear on the ankle. He's not playing gimpy. So, okay. Well, but what about, but KD isn't probably healthy right now either. Because he hasn't been healthy all season. So what my point is that KD this season. Well, he's healthier than LeBron is at this point. Is he? I, LeBron, I think so. LeBron's not coming off a torn Achilles, homie. I mean, I'm just saying, like, 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 if we're being real, LeBron doesn't have an injury that has ended other dudes' careers. A torn Achilles basically ended Dominique Wilkins' career. A torn Achilles basically ended Kobe Bryant's career. KD is coming off that. LeBron's coming off a high ankle sprain. And I'm not trying to say that a high ankle sprain isn't because it a high ankle sprain ended ended multiple Peyton Manning seasons. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to doubt a high ankle sprain. I'm trying to say that 
a high ankle sprain is not an Achilles tear. And and I understand that, but you also have to take into account play styles. Fair. For somebody who hit their game is very dependent on their ability to have their quick step and just get down and rise up and get to the paint. I feel like you have to consider it on the same type of level because Katie, yes, he 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 doesn't require getting up into the paint and that quick step ability. He's he's obviously he's one of the best knockdown shooters that the league has ever seen. A lot of people believe he could end his career or before the injury, they believe that he would have ended his career as the number one scorer all time. That 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 was a lot of the projections they had for him. So the Achilles, yes, he probably he doesn't have that same step that he did prior, but He's still a knockdown shooter. That's never been in question. So, are you off the Bucks train? Then, like, are you? You're, you're like, hey, the Bucks or whatever, they're garbage. KD should be able to beat them, like, because, because if, because if KD just, should be able to beat them by him, well, no, but if KD should be able to beat them by himself, I would assume you don't have a lot of belief in the Bucks remaining. And I'm not even, hey, um, listen, I'm the dude who said to sit here and say interesting. I'm, it's just very interesting how before Kyrie was hurt, we were hearing about, oh, they're no the Bucks. They're showing that they're frauds again. Giannis can't do anything if he's not getting to the paint. That was literally the talks literally a week ago. So now it's about, oh, how can Kyrie, how come Katie can't? beat this team or we can't expect Katie to beat them when literally a week ago it was oh Katie's out playing Giannis I mean that's fair I I, yeah no I I get what you're saying I'm just saying like I just want to know like I because here's the thing like I'm sitting here on the outside right and I'm sitting here on the like, oh, Chris Paul is. I'm just starting the ball rolling. I, I this, <laughs> this, this mainly what this is all about because I I've been getting slandered for years, so I'm just you know I'm giving a little bit of that energy back. So that that's mainly where this is coming from. That's that's mainly where this. I I ain't gonna lie to you on the podcast right now. Hey, that, you know that's mainly where it's coming from. You know that I would that I would never. Hey. I know that you know we do not lie on this podcast. We come on this show to bear <laughs> our souls and acknowledge how wrong we were. So, so, so we're acknowledging that we don't believe in the Bucks at this point, regardless of what the Nets do. It has nothing to do with that. Like we just well, we, we got to see the Bucks. Is, I we gotta see the Bucks win. I think it's big for them if they win this series, regardless of the health on the other side just as the proverbial monkey on the back because have they won any of their series when they were trailing shit i don't even know i well i mean they trailed the celtics 1-0 when Kyrie was in boston and then they won four straight so i mean okay that i mean that you know that i mean that technically counts but that that game one was also like you know, I mean, Kyrie hit a bunch of shit, and then it, but that was like, you know, the Tatum yeah. was a rookie year, and you know that, you know, nothing in that year like even mm. sort of matters. M- my thing is this: is I'm just like, I'm just curious because, like, I for you know me for years, I was on the like, 
you guys are not paying attention to how good the Bucks are. And then I was just wrong. So mm-hmm. now I'm on the like, they have to win a title or I'm burning this down and Mike Budenholzer should be fired and John Horst should be fired. Like I'm on, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just on- saying like, the, the main contributors on the team are getting paid too much to be wet in the bed at this point in the playoffs. But if, but if they beat the Nets, you'll give them credit for not doing I'll that. I'll give them credit. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so then right now, the Hawks just tied this series 2-2 against the 76ers. Does the 76ers winning this series mean anything, or are we seeing right now that Trey Young is a real motherfucker and we're not far from a Hawks finals appearance? What does 2-2 mean in this series? Is it all about the meniscus? What's your thoughts? Because um, the Hawks did it tonight, man. Well, based on what I saw, like, Embiid was missing a lot of shots that he normally makes. Right. Based on what I've seen. But so he chooses to play in a torn meniscus. You can't tell me that's part of it, right? Like, well, well no, I'm not bringing up the meniscus. I, I'm not bringing up the meniscus. I'm, I'm not using that as an injury or an excuse. I just, from what I've seen when they lost that game, it's like, yeah, they had opportunities, but like Embiid was missing a lot of the shots that he normally makes. So it's like, I expect them to win the next two. That's just what I expect of them. I think it is more detrimental to them that they lose this series than helping them if they win the series because, like, this is they they were the favorites. Like, the, nobody nobody even expected them to lose game one or even lose this game, especially this game because they were up eighteen. Like, I thought this would be realistically a they should have been. This should be at least. 3-1, if not a sweep. I legit thought this would be 4-0 76ers. I really didn't. I didn't. You know, I, I don't know what I picked on uh, Twitter, but, like, I just thought the 76ers were just too big. Like, straight up, like, I just thought the 76ers are so fucking tall and so long that the Hawks are just not available. And clearly I'm wrong. <laughs> well, um, this is this is Embiid's worst game of the playoffs. So, yeah. I kind of, uh, I'll let it slide, but it's like, I don't expect any more games like these from them for the rest of the series. So, but like, how can you expect, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a downer. I, here's the thing. I fucking love Joel Embiid. I love the fact that Joel Embiid returned the big man to being important in the NBA because I am a person. Who and Jokic. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, like two years ago, when people were writing off the big man, they were still talking about Joel Embiid being a potential like superstar in the league. And I I think he really spurred that shit on. And so I'm not trying to hate on Joel, but like if you are playing through a torn meniscus and you're getting worse, like should he really like, I really feel like he shouldn't be playing in the series. Like the 76ers really aren't good enough to beat the Hawks without Joel. Like you literally have spent all this time with Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, Seth Curry. The, you really can't take on Trey Young, Danilo Gallinari, and Bogdan Bogdanovich. Like really, like at the very least, they should be able to not have to play Joel forty fucking minutes a game, and that's clearly not the case. And 
the thing is, is that like he just played his worst game in game four and the Hawks put it 2-2. Again, the man is playing with the torn meniscus. Are we really sitting here saying there's no possibility that the Hawks can't sneak through? Because I'm sorry, I don't think that's the case. I, I know the 76ers still have like home court, but like, like Joel has had to, like there were, there was like two games ago. People were like, yeah, Joel had 39 and nine on a torn meniscus. It's like, yeah, dude, they barely won. Like, that's not good. I'm a person well, who's been I sitting think here. it's also the scheme that the Hawks have been attacking. Cause like the way it looks, I feel like they are fine with Embiid putting up his numbers. They don't want the other guys going and getting them 20 and 20 and 15 point game. I think that's how the Hawks have been trying to tackle it. So how do you feel about Doc Rivers and Nate McMillan? Are you like, do you like, you like them as coaches? Like I go back and forth on Doc. So I'm just curious. Like, do you have strong opinions on either of them? I like, I like McMillan. He, he, he's a good coach. He's taken LeBron to the brink a couple times in his career. If you you can do that to LeBron, I think you deserve some type of credit because we've seen how LeBron can just run through other teams. And then there's that one team that he faces and it's like, oh, can this team beat him? I, I always I do always think about like. My, so this is an anti Paul George podcast, but it is a pro Paul George 2013 Eastern Conference Finals podcast, which yes. which Frank Vogel was the coach of that Pacers team, and Paul George played LeBron to a duel. That dude, this is this That's is probably what, the best we've ever seen him play in the playoffs, dude. Dude, that that Heat Pacers 2013 Eastern Conference Finals is probably yeah. like that's one of the best series of all time. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a. I don't know if it's a top five. It's it's an incredible series that is completely forgotten. And it is a, a lot of why Frank Vogel was able to coach the Lakers last year because he knows what LeBron wants to do because he coached against it. And last year it made it really easy for him to do that when he had a roster tailored to that. And then, of course, this year we, you know, it's all garbage. But it is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And uh, Doc Rivers, I don't know. I really feel like for somebody with his reputation, I feel like he's under coached when it mattered the most. Because he started out the decade of 2010s as, oh, Doc Rivers. Oh, hell yeah. Top tier coach. Dude, I used to like I remember because when he well, he won the title with the Celtics and then he went to the Clippers and I was living in Long Beach outside Los Angeles when he went there. And we used to just sit there and be like, dude, the Clippers have Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and Doc. (laughs) I was like, let's just talk about rings coming to the Clippers. We dude, we used to literally like me and my friends were like, dude, it's going to be awesome because we're going to be able to go to Clippers games. Who was was their coach before that Doc Rivers got there? I'm I'm trying. I'm drawing a blank. Vinny Del fucking Negro, man. Vinny Del Negro. Uh, remember, because Vinny Del Negro, remember, he spent two years with the Bulls. I think he was Derrick Rose's rookie coach. 
And what makes sense? And then he got yeah. sent on for Thibs, and people are like, "Well, Vinny Del Negro helped Derrick Rose, so he could help Chris Paul." And like Chris Paul was like, "Yeah, I remember Chauncey Billups was there for a little bit too." Oh my God! Remember, dude, when because Cha- remember when Chauncey Billups got traded from the Nuggets to the Knicks, he had his yeah. agent release a whole thing he's like i'm tired of being the glue guy i'm tired of this bullshit i'm sick of being fucking traded i want to choose my own team he got fined because he had his agent light shit up and so the knicks released him right and yeah and he had his agent released to the media if any team claims chauncey and he doesn't get to choose his own team then we will not report blah, blah, blah. And it was a whole thing. And then Chris Paul was at the Clippers at that time. And Chris Paul goes to the Clippers and he's like, fucking claim Chauncey. I'll talk him down. I'll figure it out. So Chris Chris Paul tells the Clippers to, to claim Chauncey Billups and they did it. After Chauncey Billups has his agent go to the media and be like, no fucking way. And Chris Paul was like, yeah, I'll calm him down. And he did. You remember there was like a year Remember when Chris Paul and Chauncey Billups played together? How did they not win yeah. the title? Yeah. Well, Chauncey, he tore his Achilles. I think yeah. that was the end of Chauncey. As that he... was it. Yeah. That was yeah. the reason. And that's it just sucks because the Chauncey Billups-Chris Paul thing should have resulted in two rings. And he tore his Achilles. And that was the end. And... <laughs> Dude, has anyone ever been beset by more injury bad luck than Chris Paul? Like, has any elite player ever had to deal with this? I don't. I don't think so. Like, every, sorry, you chopped out on me there. Has any elite player ever had to deal with the number of injuries that Chris Paul has had to deal with? No, I really, I I really don't, don't think so. so. It's like, no one. May okay. I mean, I guess if you look at like Grant Hill and Tracy McGrady, who had to deal with like their own injuries. Yeah. Also, T Mac. He Yao he Ming. also had Yao Ming's injuries too. Oh God, man, dude, yeah. was there ever a more likable team that like had worse outcomes than like the 2006 Rockets and the 2007 Suns? Like the 2006 Rockets, you had Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming, the coolest dudes, and the 2007 that was uh, the Suns. 13 and 35 of the year, right? Which year? Which year was the 13 points in 35 seconds? Year? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, oh my God, dude. Oh, yeah. one of the most forgot about. I thought you said 13 and 35. I'm like, sir, the Rockets <laughs> were never 13 and 35 with Tracy McGrady, sir. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's how, that's how you, dude. Oh my God. That, that game still, do you ever just go back and watch that game on YouTube? Yeah, I do. I do. Oh my God. Tracy McGrady is probably like, like you look at the dudes who are like in the Hall of Fame of the best players who never got a ring, like Allen Iverson, Tracy McGrady, like Charles Barkley, like those dudes were as good as players who got rings. Like, yeah, I think that game in itself, I think that those are just one of those games that just you'll never see another one like that in your lifetime, and you can be that person who tells their grandkids i saw that game live it's one it, it was one of those games i don't think we'll ever see anything like that ever again it's never been fucking close there's never been anything like it like dude 
how many playoff comebacks have we watched in like college basketball where we watch the craziest March Madness comebacks and there's never been anything close to Tracy McGrady just being like, yeah, I'll give a shit. I'm just winning this game. That is like, the definition of catching lightning in a bottle. It's it's like, and this is the one thing I hate about the NBA is that there are so many regular season games that so many games end up being forgotten. And if you would have because oh, sh- it's regular season, that's that's exactly. And you have so many games that are, it's like game 70 and it's like teams are eliminated from the playoffs and they don't care. And I just wish this season was a little shorter because games like that, which by the way, you know, was, it wasn't like that game was the end of the season. That was the middle of the season game. And I just, yeah, games like that matter. Like, this is the thing about the NFL. Like, dude, you and me, we've talked about it a million times. We've watched highlights, right? We pass Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers regular season highlights back. You and me have done that a million times. Yeah. In football, a great play is a great play. And basketball, just there's so many games. Yeah. Stuff like that gets forgotten. uh, It dilutes the importance. Yeah. It does. And it just, you forget things that, like, I mean, like, like, you know, and I know, I know the Suns lost, but like people really try to say that Devin Booker scoring 70 against the Celtics was bad. Like, I understand they lost, but like in the last five minutes of that game, the Celtics started double teaming Devin Booker because they I think won- what the main issue people had was it was the way he got the 70. I think that's where the divide was. Okay, but here's the thing. If you don't want him to get 70, stop him from scoring 70. And guess what? Let me tell you another thing that will defend my argument. You know, one, you know one of the main people who... Here was, comes the sun's over. Well, Here no, comes hold the sun. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is my first chance. You're going to say I'm wrong after this. This is incredible. I've never All had right, this opportunity. Let's go. Let's go. Let's you go. know the number one person talking shit about Booker scoring 70 against the Celtics? Because you know who it was, who he who? scored against? Jay Crowder. Who talked shit all night? You scored seventy. You lost. Blah 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 blah. Who did Jay Crowder sign with when he was given his first opportunity for free agency, and he had to choose between Luka fucking Doncic and the Miami Heat, who just went to the finals, and Devin Booker? Who did he sign with? Say it. Say You're it. right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Oh my God, we both right. wish we, you know, dude, we've recorded the audio for this episode. How much do we both wish we recorded the video? Because we're both doing this shit right now. You do, none of the fans will get to see this, but when I said I was wrong earlier, my man right here was cheerleader pumping his arms. And right now I just did the same shit because that is what is up. This is the first time I have gotten someone to point out I am right. Jay Crowder. He was the one. Booker scored 70 against him, and he chose to sign with him because he knew. Because he knew. And what did he say yesterday? Signing with the Suns, I look like a genius. Yes, sir. Because you had 70 points put on you, and you knew who was the man. Uh... Tell me right now, best finals. Suns and who? 
because I don't want to hear anyone else from the Western Conference. Nets. Suns and Nets, best finals. Healthy yes. Nets, right? Yes. Let's say the Nets are not healthy. Bucks or 76ers? Uh, Bucks. I think that's true, too. Um, how far are the Hawks from the finals? One player, two players? Are we believing in Trey Young? What's the thing? A star or like a superstar wing player. Like somebody who can get a bucket and get you a crucial stop down the stretch. Kawhi Leonard, essentially. Now, I, they get no, their hands on Kawhi. I, oh, okay. my goodness. Okay, you can't get a Kawhi Leonard. Let me rephrase. Mikhail Bridges. <laughs> of course, of course, of course, <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, they could use somebody like him. I think so. Based on how he played this year, yes. So what? So you're still a, a one player away, Hawks guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I think a, that's right. a quality player, not just anybody. <laughs> a quality player. Okay, hot takes on the Lakers offseason. Um, they get Steph Curry. What the fuck? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Hold on. What the fuck? Oh, my God. I thought. Oh, my God. Yo. I thought it was going to be like, they don't get anyone. Or like, or like they get Lowry or they get. Or maybe at the like hottest. You said hot take. You said hot take. I thought a hot take would be like Brad Beal. Steph Curry? You're calling that? You are calling Steph Curry. You are calling. You are coming on my that's, show. That's my hot take. That's my hot take. Oh, my God. I love having you on this, this show. <laughs> Listen, this, this is going to age like milk <laughs> by the time the offseason comes. But that's okay. You said you want a hot take. I gave you one. Oh, yeah. LeBron <laughs> spent all season recruiting him. LeBron spent all season. He said he was the MVP. He talked about all this other. I mean, dude, can I tell you my hot take? What's your hot take for the Lakers? It's not for the Lakers. It's oh, just a okay. hot take. Just a hot take. Okay, let's let me go. let me give you my hot take for the Lakers. All right, let's go with that one then. They don't win another ring with Anthony Davis on the roster. Mm. Ooh, bam. Wow. My, my hot take for the Warriors the Clay Thompson contract is the worst contract ever signed. What's the contract again? It was five years and 190 million. And when did he sign it? He signed it uh, three weeks after he tore his ACL in the finals against the Raptors. So what you're saying is you don't believe he'll be the Clay Thompson that we remember him. What I'm saying is that Clay Thompson find a five-year max extension. I believe it was five years. I could be wrong. Someone might. No, I'm pretty sure it was five years. In any case, my point, if it was four years, that's even worse, actually. Uh, Clay Thompson signed a maximum extension and so far has not produced anything for two years of that extension. Now, I'm not hating on Clay Thompson, but so far for the first two years of a deal valued at almost $200 $200 million, he has produced literally nothing. And let's remember... So he's pretty much just cashing in a check for sitting... Remember, 
the Warriors are in the repeater tax. So that $40 million a year doesn't actually cost them $40 million a year. It costs them more like $100 million a year. Oh, my goodness. So that Clay Thompson is literally signed a deal that for the first two years provided them nothing. Remember, they signed Kelly Oubre. They traded for Kelly Oubre, actually. That $15 million for one year cost them like $65 million. Like the repeater tax kills you. And the Clay Thompson deal, if he doesn't provide anything like star talent again, is basically a maximum contract for a player who did legitimately nothing, which is pretty rare. Woof. Wow. Okay. I think it's a legit. I'm not even hating on Clay. I just. I get it. I get it. It's tough, you know. And the other thing is, I told you before, like the whole Trez thing, that was the most ridiculous thing. (laughs) (laughs) So to close it out, I just, I had to get that stab in. I'm an asshole. To close it out, finally, who is. Okay. I'm not, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm not looking at you through the webcam. You can't see me. So my influence should not exist. <laughs> Who's winning the title? I'm not looking at you. You can't say it's on me. Listen, after what I have seen, uh, I'm, 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 a, I'm a bandwagon. I'm on the wagon. Go Suns. Go Suns. I'm on the wagon. I'm on the wagon. Oh, I'm on the wagon. This show is all about brainwashing other people into believing what I believe. <laughs> yes. Who's Listen, co- <laughs> if you beat LeBron, you, you're doing something well for yourself. You got to win. Hey, you have to win now. Hey, hey, I think that's fair. I think Listen, that, listen. and I've, I've also, I also win if nobody else is able to get a game off the, the Suns. If the Suns sweep the rest of the year, and the Lakers are the only team to get two wins off of them. Mm. Mm. You heard it right here. The Suns are sweeping the rest of the playoffs. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. No, he's putting words in my mouth. No, no, no. Don't listen to him. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. That's not. <laughs> okay, I'm saying it then. The Suns are sweeping the next two series. Suns and four. Sons Sons four, four. My man, my man got a beer poured on his head and sucker punched in the back of the head. He deserved to beat those two dudes up. He beat up two people. The dude threw a beer on his head and sucker punched him. And I, he didn't still beat see, up two I didn't people. see that. I only saw when they were already locked together. I didn't <laughs> see when the beer was poured. That happened. That happened before the video. That's oh. what happened. You go read online. Is these dudes were harassing this dude all game. They poured a beer on the dude, and that's when he turned around and starts losing his shit. And the other dude, I had oh, a feeling. I yeah. had a feeling. Well, so the other dude, the Nuggets dude, the dude in the Jamal Murray jersey, pulls out a wad of cash and is like, "I have more money than you." As if that matters in this situation somehow. And he tucks that in his pocket before he sucker punches the motherfucker in the back of the head, which is in the video. And then, of course, after he sucker punches him, my man turns around like an actual boxer. He had some nice form. You know, he's really he was really Mm. dude. He Mm. was Mm. he was Mm. delivering body shots. You know what I'm saying? He was really so. And, uh, you know, his whole sons and four thing. Now, Booker loves him like uh, the point is 
if uh, the violence is in self-defense, we'll love you in Phoenix because uh, it's a thousand degrees and our brains are all melted. So we don't really, you know. Oh, my. Mm-mm-mm. This is easily the best episode of my show, and I don't really remember about half of it. It was going to be phenomenal. Well, when you're listening to it back, you'll oh my God. have something to chuckle at. I have so much editing to listen to, but before we go, you have to do this. Give me your most fire take for the next five years. I had no, I didn't give him any preparation for this. I did not put it. Oh, wait, no, no, two things, two things. Number one, how do you feel about Dan Tony potentially coaching the Blazers? And number two, your most fire take for the next five years. I asked him the first one. I didn't ask the second one. Uh, so I want to hear that bullshit. Give me that bullshit. I want to hear it. Hey, man. A lot of people think Dame's better than Harden. So if that Dan Tony has Dame, well, that, that could be an MVP season on its way. That could be an MVP season on its way. Fuck, I love that take. <laughs> That's the, that's my favorite take on that. That's my favorite take is let's watch D'Antoni and Dame versus Damon Harden or versus D'Antoni and Harden. That's that's my favorite take. Now, next five years, hottest take, go. So, like, what I think is going to happen over the next five years? Tell me the team that will fuck up this league for the next five years and make fans say you cheated and it's not fair and you shouldn't exist. I didn't ask him this question, so I'm just making him choose a team one out of 30 so that when he's wrong, I can point out later that he's wrong and I can be like, how dare you, sir? (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. I'll rephrase the question. Suns, Jazz, Nuggets, 76ers. Next 10 years. Suns, Jazz, Nuggets, 76ers. Next 10 years. What team you want? You don't have to say Suns, but you said it anyway. You don't even have to. I literally, as I said, you don't have to say Suns. You still said Suns. I'm starting to feel like it also depends on who the Jazz get in also. But just based on the guys they have now, it's like, how how do you go wrong with DeAndre Ayton? He's what is he like? 22? Yeah, he's about to turn 23. Booker's still only 24. Yeah. How old's Mikhail Bridges? He's 24. Oh, like uh, I I have been talking. Ingles shit is thirty five. Ingles is thirty five. Conley <laughs> is in his thirties. Uh, the the upside is there with the Suns. That the upside is there. How do you feel about campaign potentially taking over for Chris Paul? Are you? Are I don't you think a, he can. I don't think he can. You, I, so you're I, not. I like, I like campaign, but I don't think he d- brings the same things that Chris Paul brings to So you so you love campaign in like a six man third guard role. Yes, yes. Not as a starter. Yes. But so let's say that so Chris Paul potentially opts out this year and takes like 3 and 90 and he was about to potentially make 44 million this year but he would make 30 this year. Let's say the Suns mm. pay campaign 10 million a year to be a backup point guard. Are you in support of that idea? As yeah, an, that'll uh, work. Okay. That'll work. Because I, I love campaign and I think he the my thing about campaign is are you campaigning for campaign to stay? <laughs> Dude, that was the thing about Chris Herring. He pointed out on the recent low post they did together is like we don't ever call him Cameron Payne or Cameron or Payne. 
everyone always calls him campaign. Like there's no, you don't ever, it's always campaign. And it's like, is it because his name is campaign? Like, no, you know what I mean? It's like you call, you know, Booker, Paul, George, Leonard, but it's like this dude campaign. Like we always include his fucking first name. Mm -hmm. I love that man. And watching him like last year in the bubble, the dude came from China. And he came out of nowhere. And this mm. year, he's going I like past his LeBron. Story. I like his story, man. Uh, I really do. He, he went from just being Westbrook's dance partner <laughs> to uh, people saying, oh, he's not NBA ready. He had to work his way back into the league. Dude. The man dude. got to the Suns. And They're- now... Yeah, like you said, he's getting around the corner on LeBron. He like he it didn't look like he looked like he wanted it more than everyone else when he was on the court. Oh my god. And you know what's funny about that is there's a picture from that draft, and it's Booker standing next to campaign and Kaminsky's right behind him. And wow. and, so, and so someone was like, these three motherfuckers in the Western Conference Finals. And it's just so funny because Kaminsky was on the bench this whole series. And you know, he's just man. Oh my god. I'll tell you one thing. Here's one thing I want to say before we part. I just want to say one thing because I've seen a lot of people saying what asterisk applies to last season or this season. I'm sick of seeing that shit. If you win a championship, you earned a fucking championship. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care about shortened season or shortened playoffs. I don't care about any of that shit. Winning a championship is winning a goddamn championship. Because everyone's in the same situation as you. Exactly. It's not like somebody played less games than the other team. And I'm sick of people trying to take away LeBron and AD's title last year. It's bullshit. That was a genuine title. They kicked ass in a gym with no fans. All it was was pure basketball. Dude, Mm -hmm. Jamal Murray and fucking Donovan Mitchell were scoring 50 a game. There were no fans. That's part of it. And they kicked ass and they earned that title. And I'm sick of people taking that shit away. It makes me mad. I don't like that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't like that shit at all. A title is a title. It's like when people tried to take away the Spurs 50 win title in, in 98 or LeBron's first title against the Thunder because of the lockout. I don't care about any of that. Winning a title is winning a title. There's no, yeah. there's no anything. I don't want to, I, it makes me mad. Like people are like, oh, the Suns played an injured team. That well, LeBron played an injured Rockets and Blazers team last year. And guess what? The fact that they were healthy had to do a lot with why they won because availability is the best ability. I don't want to hear about injuries. It's part of every year. I'm sick of yeah. hearing this shit. If winning that's the case, if that's the case, people would take away the Golden State Championships because yep. they faced a whole bunch of injuries along the way. Yep. But we still count them. Yep. Look at him. Injuries. And that's the thing. It's like if Chris Paul has to sit here and deal with losing to the Warriors, then he can definitely sit here and deal with beating the Lakers. And I just don't want to hear this shit anymore. Winning is winning. Championships are championships. I believe in everyone who has won a title and I would support all of them. That's my last hot take. There we go. How excited are you for the remainder of the playoffs? I don't even know what's going on in the Jazz Clippers game right now. They're going on right now. I have <sighs> no clue what's going on. Uh, from what I saw, the Clippers were smoking them. 
Yep. See, there you go, man. Yeah. Hey, that Jazz Clippers series. Talk about a series designed to raise questions about both teams. Exactly. <laughs> like it makes the Jazz look funny, and it makes the Clippers look funny. Whoever loses, yeah. Whoever loses, they're gonna get flamed. <laughs> it's and I'm like, I want the Jazz because I hate Jazz fans, and I want the Suns to be able to fuck up those motherfuckers. <laughs> but I also want the Clippers because it's like I hate Kawhi. And I hate Paul George, and I want Devin Booker to run through those motherfuckers. Because I did a win, podcast. Win. Yeah, win-win. Win-win. But I did a podcast, like my third episode of this show is called yeah. Booker is Better Than Paul George. And I explained how I would rather have Booker in a playoff situation. And so if those two meet, I... I, I get to prove it right. Yeah, I'm literally everything on the line. There you go. Sir... It is a fucking pleasure to have you on this show. Tell me, the next episode of B- Overtime with BNT, you guys started your new season recently. You're still going. What's the deal? Tell me about it. We coming with some new fire, man. Where we're gonna the OTAs started not too long ago. We got some stuff to talk about. Uh, Julio Jones. We're gonna be talking about that. A bunch of our predictions. Love it. We we got some on the horizon. We got some on the horizon. I'm Hell, looking forward to it. Dude, I cannot wait to listen. I fucking love listening to you guys. And I hope that one day we can get both of you on here so we can talk some football shit. I would yes, love sir. and I would love to come on your show and crash the party and explain how I'm better than both of you. Like <laughs> I do it. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Hey man. Hey man, we'll make you happy. We'll it make is, you happy. It is an honor to have you on here, good sir, and we will talk soon. Thank you so I much. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate, appreciate you every time. You're the man, brother.